Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. So, all right, everybody, this is Ask a Painter Live. I am Nick Slavic. I'm the proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company, although um, from my entire wardrobe of Harpeth painting, Lenzen painting, and all this other stuff, you would think that I'm part of another painting company, but no, these are just all my friends from the industry. So, um, so Ask a Painter Live has been going live weekly for seven years. I've never missed a week, even uh, the last couple of weeks when I've been on a float plane in Canada with no cell service. I, I hammered in some uh, stock video from there too. So uh, today, uh, one of the coolest people I have ever met in our industry, Christian from Moose Painting. Um, we have been following each other like you've heard for a long time. I could not be more of a fan of his content for a number of reasons that we'll get into, but also uh, kindred spirits. And we actually got to spend some time in Boston with another crazy human in our industry, uh, Zach Kenny and some more friends. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was an amazing time and we are going to deep dive in. This is going to be a very free ranging conversation. Um, you guys know and love him from all of his content, but uh, what's even cooler than the content is him and his story and uh, and his lifestyle and how he thinks about the industry. So we are going to, we're going to get into that, but, uh, Christian, thanks, man. I really appreciate you doing this. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. Like I said, I never do lives. I usually just ramble. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I can bring some value here. At least have some fun. That's uh, always my goal. How dare you, man? You know, you're going to bring value. So, all right. Uh, we will, we will pause occasionally uh, to look at some questions from Facebook and from Instagram, but obviously one of the most interesting things about anybody we meet in the industry is always the origin stories. So you own a painting company, you create a massive amount of content and uh, there's a whole bunch of other things that you and your wife do. So how did you end up in this industry? So I, I feel like it's a pretty common. I kind of just fell into this industry. It was one of those things I was, went to college for a year, realized it wasn't for me, left, moved to North Conway, New Hampshire, Fort, actually longer now uh years ago because i loved it up here i've been coming up here ever since i can remember um started getting random jobs i was one of my favorites actually was i used to sling canoes to the river so we have the soccer river where we are so you know what i'd drive people with their canoes drop them off pick them up and also going down the river was my favorite pastime and i got free boat rentals so i was like it's a win-win right now and uh, <laughs> So that's how I ended up like kind of falling into it because I got injured there. I hurt my shoulder one mm. summer and they ended up firing me. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I don't have work. Uh, one of my good friends at the time, uh, I've known him forever, also got fired from his job. He works a ropes, a ropes course and they just didn't want him back, I guess. Or fired. I don't exactly know that story. But his dad was a property manager for a specific plot of land in our area that um, the guy has like four houses on there. It's lakefront. So he does all the caretaking for that. So he had all the ladders, the paintbrushes, and he's mm. like, why don't you guys just start a painting business? We're like, okay, cool. Sounds like fun. Uh, I never, I think I've actually painted my grandparents' place once when I was like <laughs> 15 or 16. But besides that, I'd never had any sort of painting experience. 
So with that, he uh, gave us some brushes, some ladders, and was like, I'll come help you guys out when you go look at jobs, help start estimating. Wow. So he kind of really guided us for the first two jobs of how to do this. I mean, mind you, at the time, we were running our, running our own business, painting houses for around 12 bucks an hour, um, okay. which we thought was great. We're like, hey, we're working for ourselves. We work a couple days a week. We get to go hiking, rock climbing, go down the river, have all this time, which has always been very important to myself and my ex-partner that we started the time with. Because um, at the time when we really started to get going, we started to pick up some business, started to learn a good amount, figure out the whole estimating process. There was this paint store here called uh, Lindsay's Paint and Wallpaper. And it was just a classic, good old, like old timers paint store. Um, and they really, they messed with us a lot, but they really <laughs> helped guide us. Um, we were, I think our second year in, we became uh, metal roof specialists. So like, we did, like metal as you roof. do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'd walk in there and be like, oh, you guys have done one metal roof. So you guys are the specialists now, right? Like, yeah. So our second job, they told us we could only get the primer in red and we were painting it black. So <laughs> ended up spending way more time and materials yeah. on trying to paint this project. Uh, but we both walked away with like, I think, 750 bucks after that. Hey. And we were happy yeah we're like winning <laughs> um so that was really kind of like the guiding factor into like how we how i fell into painting yeah um yeah. and then after that it was just taking on jobs um winning and learning i would say going like through everything just like but i grew up skateboarding snowboarding so it made sense to you know fail a thousand times just to get something correct once so i really didn't that never bothered me as far as uh trying to figure out something because you know it's all part of the process i'm prith fever county and we've got recruiting best practices pain and training resources and a bear pro sweepstakes coming your way in this pca minute it's recruiting season if you're wondering where all the good candidates are we got you covered there's an entire section on pca overdrive dedicated to hiring recruiting and retention Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org slash training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Well, that's, that's what I particularly like about this industry because it's a different caliber of human that there basically is no training for us. Right. Yeah. Unless you're already in the industry and you're part of the PCA and you know about the training. Typically, by the time you find that training, you're already many employees deep. You've been in business for a lot of years. Like there <laughs> really is no I mean, there's sure you can go to business school, but it doesn't it, unless you get deep into entrepreneur and the human psyche and things like that. There's a very high pain tolerance and a very high threshold for sort of like 
we don't really get discouraged all that much. And that is a uh, unique sort of trait. There's there's lots of industries and lots of people that have very low pain tolerances that give up at at, uh, at that moment's notice. And uh, that's one thing I really admire about you and then everybody else in this industry, which is, yeah, if it didn't work, who cares? It's paint. We'll fix it. Yeah. it there are very few things that you can't fix in painting. Like if you yeah. mess up, like, yes, it might take some more time and, you know, materials, but at the same time there, yeah, I don't really think there's too much you can mess up. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not making autonomous cars that are going to injure humans. We're not replacing hips. We're not doing brain surgery. It's just, yeah, either take the paint off and redo it or put another coat on, moving on, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, I want to talk about content and things like that too, because I'm very impressed with that. But we got to talk about um, there's a there's there's a whole bunch of people in our industry who come to come to this with, yeah, I mean, people can see it in your face. You're happy. You're satisfied. You're interested. Uh, you're 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 optimistic about what you do. That again is another very unique trait, right? Because running a business, doing this craft, all that stuff is very hard. Like, I really like the bunch of people that are slowly becoming really interconnected in this industry that have lifestyle businesses. Uh, they can be big, they can be small, they can do a bunch of stuff. So describe to us how you work, why you work, hours, days, things like that. I was really impressed by that. So I will say that it's always evolving. Because yeah. um, I mean, so my partner and I split up seven years ago. That's when I started moose painting. So yeah. that's when I started my own thing without a partner. He kept the old name. And the reason we split up was he wanted to do a lot of just uh, like condo associations. He mm. wanted to get the work for the summer, finish one thing and go right on to the next one next to it. And I despised that. If I just finished a project and I looked right next to me and had to do that yeah. the exact same thing over again, like that was not my interest. So I very much kind of went out on my own at the time. I was still very focused on exterior because I would work all summer and then snowboard all winter. So that was yeah. my thing is just like line up a bunch of interesting different exteriors from log cabins to chalets to farmhouses to I got lead certified to then lead restoration. Yeah. So it's always one of those things I was always trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do and how I wanted to evolve my business towards my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so for instance, a couple summers ago, all I did was log cabins. Yeah. That's I lined up a whole bunch of log cabins and just restained them. Then the next year I was like, well, you know what? The real money is in lead restoration. And then you spend a summer in the hazmat suits and respirators, just shaving lead paint in midsummer. And you realize that is, not well for at least for me that's not the route i wanted to go i know right <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's always been just kind of like evolving to me taking on jobs i want to take on to be able to create the time that i want to be able to spend with my wife or one wheeling around with my dogs or go snowboarding or that kind of stuff and um i guess in my current state of my business what makes me the happiest is just strictly doing interior um and that kind of stuff only because where i am in north conway new hampshire the past month it's rained almost every single day and or every other day so if i booked exteriors i would already be a month behind yeah. but now i'm able to actually schedule interiors and what i've noticed is during the summer around here every other painting business 
wants to do exterior. So there's all the interiors that people want to get done, but they don't have time for unless it's a filler job or something like yeah. that. So being able to go to a client, actually schedule their interior and have them know that it's going to get done here and there or like then and there is very peace of mind to them. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my new pro like, I guess, evolution of my business is just doing interior and kitchen cabinet refinishing. I love that, man. And and you and I like how so typically business owners can kind of suffer from that shiny object syndrome, which is like, hey, metal roofs, lead restoration, just log cabins, and this and this and this and this. I love how focused you are, and it feels like in real time you're processing and doing that sort of like you know first principle reasoning about yeah, log log stuff is good and lead is good, but when you piece it all together like that, it's like you're always taking into account what is what is the longer term goals what is the lifestyle and also what is the needs of the business and constantly moving which is great because i see a lot of versions of us who basically martyr themselves for decades doing something because they think that's the right thing so i like i like your ability to pivot with that stuff that is really inspiring <laughs> thank you yeah i mean it's it's always one of those things i think i get sick of stuff faster too like if you do a <laughs> summer of all log cabins you don't want to see one for a couple of years <laughs> with lead restoration same thing with like any sort of if you do something long enough you always want to be like okay i want to switch it up and do something new so yeah for instance next week i'm doing a horse arena there's a they just got a whole new um it's still technically interior which i love so that's the only reason i took it on and it was for great clients but it's yeah, I was like, you know, this is going to be a nice switch up from the full interior I just did to the follow up cabinet job. Um, and like it's oh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. I was rambling. I told people on my story yesterday that I'll probably just ramble a bit. Uh <laughs> no worries. No worries, man. This is uh, uh, what is your favorite type of interior project to do? If you could if you could just passion project right now, what is it? I, I love kitchen cabinets only because the nitty gritty detail. Um, I'm a huge fan of that. That's always one of those things on um, like interiors and depending on the project, like, yes, you want to get as nitty gritty as possible, but sometimes what the estimate is doesn't account for that. So for instance, with the cabinet jobs, a lot of people really just want them like, I mean, you're staring at them eye level very close all the time. So they just want them as perfect as possible and i love that challenge like every single one it's just like all right how close to perfect can i get these things but no and, and you know what god see there's there's so much wisdom in what you say and and i don't want people to just skate by that because people i mean you know you you probably traffic a little bit on the chat or on social media and things like that and and a lot of people are saying, well, what is the perfect paint? What is the perfect process? What is the perfect price? And the unsatisfying answer to all that is whatever promise you make to the client, if you fulfill that, that is perfect right there. Yeah. And, okay. and so, you know, guys like you and I, as a stunt, we can spend 411 hours on a set of kitchen cabinets. At some point, we will we will be sitting there saying, oh my God, look at us. We are the best. Meanwhile, that client has been without a kitchen for five and a half weeks. <laughs> you know, at, at some point, it doesn't matter how good your finish is, that client is angry and the experience wasn't good. So just matching all of that is such a beautiful thing as a business owner. Yeah, it's definitely. And I mean, with, and I think what's really been a huge pivot the past couple of years for me in my business with picking these jobs is I 
basically, I, I, I just took on a helper recently because he moved back from Colorado. He's starting up his own painting business. So I, he asked me if he could work. I was like, yeah, I'll help. Like, you can work for me while we help like, get you established. He wants to do exterior, other things. So I was like, yeah, come help me out. But I am perfectly happy working by myself, which also allows me the, I guess, the non-stress and versatility of being able to pick and choose jobs. If I get like 20 phone calls a week, if I took on all those, I'd be booked down for the next year. Yeah. But I really kind of try to pick and choose my clients. And I just like to say, is like, would I have a beer with them? Yeah. <laughs> I like having, like having creating relationships, having like personal, like if I saw them out at a restaurant, when I sit down, chat with them, have a beer and just kind of do that. So that's one of my main factors for the people I work with. Because sometimes you can just, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, like if you're stressed out about work, you'll take on jobs that you just don't want to do, but you feel like you need to, to get the money for, yeah, to be able to live. But if, I mean, I do two jobs a month if they're, you know, they run nine to 10 days, if that, and that makes me happy. Like, and they're working with awesome clients. I want it done right. Um, so that's kind of my business. And I mean, I still, this year, most of my work has been for repeat clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So I already have that relationship at the end of every job. I have some loose painting pint glasses. I leave with them with a four pack just to be like, Hey, thank you for uh, letting me work in your beautiful home. <laughs> uh, Dave Pine, a uh, fellow uh, New hampshire with you. Uh, I, I know Dave. Dave's a great guy. Dave wants to meet up. So <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. We'll be, uh, actually my wife and I will be down in the Portsmouth area later today. We're going to go test drive some vehicles for her and do grab some food and hang out. So that's awesome. So if you don't, if you don't mind, we're going to dabble in and out of, you know, the lifestyle, the business and the coatings and stuff. So when you do a set of kitchen cabinets, your beloved passion projects, what is your go-to coating system for that stuff? So my go-to coating system is uh, the Envirolac series. Mm -hmm. So typically it will be the Envirolac 170 TV primer, um, which you need to use the LCAT 100 hardener with, um, usually at 5%, which will give you roughly a uh, two hour pot life. Um, if you wanna use, you can use less hardener if you're using a lot more and that'll give you a four hour pot life. But what I love about this product, I do a lot of, um, like refinishing of old oak cabinets mm, yeah and with this product two coats sanding in between will fill i would say probably about 95 percent of the grain yeah because you're gonna it's a high build primer that sands really smooth so i'm applying it at like seven wet mills which is pretty thick for a coating yes, but it really great. just like seeps into the grain and helps that build and uh so yeah, after the primer coat, I'll use my uh, either the 200 series if it's going white or the 100 series if it's going a darker color. Uh, those are the products I've really found that work for me. I've been dabbling. I always mess around in my shop with more coatings. I spend so much time just off the clock testing products, yeah. messing around with them, hitting stuff with hammers, scraping them with five ways just because I like to see what the breaking point is for most things, especially if I'm using it consistently in clients' homes.
And between the 100 and the 200 series, light versus dark colors, is that just because of base availability or are there characteristics of that that change? So it's just, it's basically the base. Um, so for the 100 series is going to be for any of the darker colors, mm -hmm. um, which what I found helps out with that because it is a very low viscosity product is they sell a thickener to it. So you add a very minimal amount of the thickener, which especially with spraying verticals or like any sort of like cabinet boxes, panels, that kind of stuff. It gives you a little more hang. Um, when I started using that product, it was driving me insane because I could not figure out how to, it felt like I was learning how to spray all over again. Yeah, I was just <laughs> curtains everywhere. The, <laughs> the shining just oh, dripping down the walls. But <laughs> So in within, let's say within a kitchen, you got the crazy big vertical fridge panels, you got the yep. uh, sticks, the boxes, and you got some, uh, will you actually mix up different pots for different applications or are generally you're just kind of like, you know, you're the pro kind of get in there and. Yeah. So typically I'll mix up. Um, I mean, if I'm, if it depends, obviously say like the, I call them the tuxedo kitchens, the two tones, like if the darkers are lower, like I'll finish the, usually the lowers first, mask them off then do the uppers um, yeah. only because, but yes, it's with the product and the hardeners and that kind of stuff, you really only have a certain amount of time to use the product. So I'm usually mixing small batches because I would rather run out and mix up some more than waste the product. Cause once you add the hardener, whatever you don't use, just you got to get rid of. That's it. And and so if, if I'm hearing you right, is it the two coats of primer, two coats of top coat? Yes. And obviously sanding between primers, sanding between top coats as well. Yes, light scuff. Um, usually I will do my initial sand with 180 grit uh, on most surfaces. Sometimes if it's a really grainy surface, I'll dive a little deeper into like 120, something like that. Um, and then put the first coat of primer on. After the first coat of primer, I usually scuff with 240, depending on the build, maybe 320. And then everything after that is just a sand with 320. Yeah. Nice, man. Love that. Um, uh, let's see, outside of that, wall painting, ceiling painting, things like that, yes? Or are you strictly cabinets? No, no, I just, um, I actually not, was it yesterday? No, it's Thursday. I just finished up an interior I've been on. Um, I, I would say it's typically one of my longer projects. I was on there for about three weeks. Oh, yeah, that's a big um, one. <laughs> yeah, probably probably could have wrapped it up sooner, but then I had the opportunity to go out to the, 3M facility. So then I took that. And this is also why I, a lot of the homes I work on are second homes. Yeah. So they give me dates that they're not there. So it's nice because if I had this deadline of like, okay, we need this done by this time. And I was running very close to that and wasn't done. I'd be stressing out, but because I knew they weren't going to be up for another two weeks, I had that opportunity and so i was able to go out leave for a couple of days come back and then dive right back into the job without being stressed out and it and was this the one you were doing clear on the doors in your shop no that's that's a, some side shop work so oh, those okay, are okay. another client um up in that area that they have 10 per doors that mm -hmm. i told them in between projects or after work oh. they'd be able to knock out and that's also one of those things that they didn't have a timeline they're like just get done what you can so i just kind of pick away at that. I love that. And, and you know, it's really fun with, 
Um, people, people follow along and they kind of do that with me too. I love following along with you and other people. Uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of these, there is such a slew of great, super professional content creators, uh, out there now, and not just the polishedness of a video, but of like the quality of the things that they're doing and the way they present our industry. And I love the snapshot that it, that it gives of our industry because typically when almost all the people that I follow create content, it's actually from their projects. And so you can actually in real time, like follow along and see what type of work they do, how they do it, how they process it. And it's just, it's just awesome to follow along and see that, man. That's really satisfying. I mean, especially as like a master crafts person, you make stuff that, you know, I think the cliche is guilty pleasure, but I'm not guilty about it at all. Like it's just a <laughs> pleasure to watch. Like it is super satisfying. You, 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 I mean, you, you, uh, you make that content that is just like for people who do this and love this craft, it's just like, yes, right there. That is awesome. Yeah. I, that's the thing. That's like, that's why it's always pivoting. Cause I want to be excited and passionate about what I'm doing and excited to, I hear a lot of my friends that are not happy going to work on Monday. <laughs> I am stoked. Like, I'm like, okay, I get to go back and get this next part of this project done. Or I get to go to my shop and mess up, mess around with the new product that just came out. Like it's, yeah, I so, I love what what I do, and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So can you can you see my screen share, Christian? Oh yep. Okay, good. Just making sure. I just want to see. I just want to make sure if I talk about something, it's not just oh, what's this guy do? So, uh, guys, all right, listen. This is an easy ask right here. If you do not follow Christian Moose Painting, uh, sweet Jesus. Go to Instagram. If you if you even sort of like painting, this is stuff for you. Like um, there's there's lots of things I do to calm my mind. There's lots of things people do to calm their mind. Some people try to get as far away from this as possible. I run towards it. And this is the type of content that I like seeing where not only is it technically really cool things to see, uh, but also you are presenting our industry in such a positive light. So not only the professionalness of the videos, but your personality, the way you're smiling, the look on your face, like this is the face of what people need to know the trades are nowadays. There are rabid entrepreneurs, rabid master craftspeople that have created these crazy businesses, these lifestyles, and they love this craft. And no more is it the knuckle dragging, dusty, you know, <laughs> paint splattered alcoholics <laughs> anymore. Like now there's a God love it because I had a foot in that world for my dad's generation. I don't want to uh, bemoan anybody who came before us, but man, if people haven't checked into the trades recently, you are a great indication, the canary in the coal mine of what's happening out there. So easy ass to follow here. Uh, Instagram people, moose painting. Uh, like I said, if you even sort of like this, this stuff is for you. And of course, you know, the TikTok as well too. So yeah. It's awesome stuff, man. I can't can't give you enough praise for all that content you're putting out there. We need more people like you. Uh, it's it's fun. I mean, I just usually have a couple of tripods set up. I have my old phone that I just leave on one or move them around, maybe a GoPro. But I just, yeah, I film everything just so I have it. I don't always have to post something. But if I film something and I'm like, oh, okay, like let me do a quick voiceover or that. Or yeah. I think this is a cool process. I'll just then post that. I would rather have a whole bunch of stuff that I'm never going to use than want to do like use something and never have. Dude, I, I love that. So think, think of the amazing thing you're leaving behind somebody after you, your Google drive or your Dropbox, whatever you have, think of that. Like in, I mean, imagine if somebody from 1914 
captured as much content as you and I, and we found their Google Drive. What a beautiful thing to look upon years and years <laughs> later, like real-time lifestyle of what we do, man. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be you know really cool at some point way down the road when I have grandkids and they're going to be like, oh, look, they used to do this by hand. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, what I'm really looking forward to is, ha, they had humans doing it and they had airless players. <laughs> How quaint. It's like, yeah, that's like when the first roller came came in Chicago and you had to have a license to use it. You know, it's like, like, oh, how cute. They they had humans paint back then. <laughs> and so what I love too is that you, it, it's not only satisfying stuff because there are a bunch of people who don't run a very good business, don't technically know what they're doing, but make very satisfying videos and not, not bemoaning them either. But look at this, you got a wet mill gauge. That is what professionals do. And when you talk about seven wet mills, you actually know what you're talking about. And that's what our industry needs, man. That is so refreshing. I just love yeah, it. And that's that's one of those little tools too. You can get for free. Walk in your local paint store, they'll just ask for one. They'll give it to you. And usually when I'm messing around with a new product, that is the most important thing because I'll go through, I'll apply a bunch of different wet mills to each surface and then see how it levels see how it dries i'll spray it on verticals so that i know what kind of hang i'm getting what tip i want to use if i have to thin or thicken the product it's one of those very simple things that can just make your life that much easier data and feelings man so like especially with the advent of all, all the new the envirolax the centurions the 1k the 2k hardeners thickeners reducers i mean all this other stuff um we need to be even more professional when we use this because back in the day when you took oil-based pro classic you could basically empty a can on top of a cabinet door and if you had enough time to wait for that to dry it would dry and it would be fine right, right? but nowadays with the high science coatings uh when people say oh my god it crackled all in this area uh the paint must be bad it's like if you have never used a wet mill thickness gauge you can't say that like you don't know. So it's, we need to be better professionals, especially with the advent of all these high science coatings. And I mean, that's, a, I used to use a lot of, this is, I, I feel like before I really dove into these 2K water-based coatings was I would always, I guess with the, it makes my life easier. The product is more expensive in general, but by using these 2K products, between the dry time, the leveling, the sandability, like it's okay, sure, the material costs more, but it's actually saving you labor working through. And now that these are water-based, like I can set up my ventilation. And even if I had pristine, I call them my Dexter Killer Rooms set up with ventilation, like if I was spraying some sort of shellac or oil, it just, it still reeked. So it's so nice having these products that actually you can use in clients' homes and not completely stink up the place. Um, so um, if, 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 if your content is any indication, and mine as well, uh, we are into the quick shot, the Graco quick shot. Uh, oh, the Nerf gun. Dude, <laughs> that is so, I remember you referred to that when we were in Boston together. That is a, that is a beautiful thing, man. So when you're applying uh, your preferred cabinet coatings, are you using strictly airless? Um, yes, mostly airless, just with, um, I do use my air assisted airless sometimes. I find, I found that was a lot more helpful with the solvent based stuff. Um, with this new water base and like the leveling and stuff, it is, you can shoot with a 
I, my, my favorite tip is a Graco FFL piece, um, the rack tips. Oh, so yeah. you can, you can get a factory finish using a Graco Magnum X5. Yes. Uh, with these products. So it is one of those things like it doesn't really come down to the sprayer. It's yeah. more what you're using it for and the tips you're using. I've been using a lot of the um, Graco Quick Shop because, for instance, these fur doors that are in my shop, I'm doing one side at a time or two or three doors. So all I have to do is mix up a very minimal amount of product and I'm not letting it go to waste. Yeah. So that is, once again, it's like sprayers for each situation. You know, and it, I love your first principle reasoning because years ago, and I know you have an air assisted airless too. And years ago, uh, I wanted to come, you know, constantly improve my finishing game. So you start with HVLP, then you realize it can't atomize anything more than varnish and stain. And then you move to airless and then you're like, Hey, this is good. Uh, but we're still using just standard tips. You know, they didn't come up with uh, LP or FFLP or uh, HEA yet. Uh, and then, uh, so I'm like, well, the natural progression is obviously air assisted airless. And so great. The Ferrari sprayer, you get it, you do it, you realize how fickle it is and you got to keep those airports, uh, sort of open all the time. And, uh, you know, for an inexperienced person, it's a little more tough. Uh, and then shortly after I got my AAA, then they came out with LP, FFLP, HEA. And my first principle reasoning was, Listen, I believe Graco and Titan when you say that the air compressor adds a lot to airless and it will give you the best finish. But if we're looking at a dual orifice tip or a double orifice tip, to me, that's doing exactly what a AAA does, which is, you know, you have a tip that shoots the paint and then there's a puff of air after it. You're double atomizing it. And it's like that kind of renders the AAA almost moot now when you can take an airless and then throw in an FFLP and it's like, that's that's beautiful innovation in our industry but i love the way that people like you think about that which is it's not just taking for granted that a triple a is the best finisher it's that what are we doing here this is yeah it's it's not it's not the sprayer right the sprayer only builds pressure right it's what happens after that is what really really makes yeah. it happen yeah and that's the thing it's like there's still plenty of uses that i still use my air assisted airless for it's you will use a lot less product and that's what i've noticed because you run yeah. it at a lower pressure you can yeah. run the compressor higher so you're using a lot less product and that is fine if you are trying to save product but usually it's if i can get the same product with an airless versus an air assisted and it goes that much faster but i waste a little more product i'm going to use the airless you got and it. yeah like i said you can go to uh i think just Sherman Williams or Lowe's or Home Depot, pick up an X5, buy the additional blue guard, get some green tips, and you can create amazing finishes with that. Yeah, for a couple hundred bucks, honestly, every once in a while, we buy one of those in my shop, even for, you know, we, we keep a couple pumps and guns just for varnish. But after a while, you know, hey, maybe somebody said, I ah, will just throw a little enamel in there. That's fine. So even when we have a big varnish project, sometimes we just go run out and get an X5 and it's perfect. It's beautiful. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah it's, an, it's, it's an amazing <laughs> machine. Yeah. And uh, I guess the only the only downside with something like that would be, you know, it doesn't have the parts replaceability and it, they feel more fickle to to bad cleaning like uh, uh, a 390 or a 440. You can do some pretty evil things to those and they kind of just keep on trucking. An X5 seems a little more susceptible to a bad cleaning. <laughs> oh, see, that's I. it's funny because I treat my X5 like 
absolute garbage. I use it as my <laughs> shellac sprayer. So I will spray, like when I was spraying a lot of shellac, I would spray shellac. I would do one run through of denatured alcohol and then I just let it sit till the next time I needed it. And that's <laughs> been running for four years. And I leave that thing just sitting in my shop filled with crap all the time. And I'm just like, well, yeah. It's just going, and it's like, well, yeah, I guess it, it, each or own. Each, I mean, the machines, I'm sure you get a bunk one every once in a while, but yeah, that one I'm showing in that video, I've been using that for four years, and that's still <laughs> probably just filled with denatured alcohol right now because I haven't, I never cleaned that thing. That's funny, even Graco would tell you, wow, it's lasting that long. Holy cow, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, geez. <laughs> So yeah, that that is a beautiful thing, man. I love that. Uh, somebody was somebody was asking mindful painting from Instagram. Uh, have you used any gallery series from Sherwin yet? I have not. I've been trying to get some. Our where where I am in North Conway, we're usually a pretty late to be able to get these products. So I do. They have some on order, and I'm really excited to get some in because I see that. I mean, obviously, I know it was made to compete against. Envirolac, Renner, um, all those other coatings. And I'm I'm not sure, like I said, I haven't used it, so I don't know what the durability will be, but I see that as a great, like more accessible product. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's like, I, I have to order my Envirolac from Mass. I can put in my order at 10 a.m., but it's on my porch the next day. If mm -hmm. I wanted something that's easily accessible, I don't want to look for a dealer, like that is a great option. And I've actually been thinking about it, using it for my trim packages, yeah. trying to steer away from maybe the Emerald. If it does dry that fast, sands that smooth, like that would be a great alternative. So uh, just a quick heads up, neighbor farmer just pulled up in his side-by-side -side dropping off uh, corn for me. So I may be busted in on here in any second in the oh, <laughs> <laughs> in case you see a random farmer pop in to ask a painter. <laughs> hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. Okay, uh, uh, wall painting. Uh, go to paint, go to roller, go to brush. What do you got for us? Okay, so um, the my go-to paint always for interior walls is Sherwin Williams Duration. Uh, I usually I that is something I keep on every job. I'll do Promar ceiling paint if I'm spraying, just because I find it sprays really nice. I just back roll it in. Um, for walls, I do duration. Uh, for trim, I do Sherwin Williams Emerald. And are we going flat, matte, eggshell for the walls? So uh, usually ceilings flat, uh, walls matte, trim semi gloss. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. All right, that's awesome. Um, favorite tool you own that people that 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 isn't you know <laughs> saying saying the Graco Quick Shot. Fine, we all get it. But is there is there one that might surprise us? Do you have some sneaky little tool that you really really like that you use often? A sneaky little tool that I see. I love my tools, and there's uh, lots of them that uh, come in handy a lot. I would, 
honestly say as you're the 3M hand masker, if you don't own one of those, that is used on every single job. Yeah. Um, as if, if people follow me and they, they know I love my tape holders, tape dispensers. My favorite thing to date that I've found is actually the uh, uh, the tape caddy, which is the orange, uh, or where is it if you're scrolling? Yep, that guy right there. Yep. You just hook it on your pocket. You can just switch between tapes. So if I'm doing multiple things, like that is my favorite tape holder to, to date, I would say. I love it, man. Standard operating procedure in my company is a prep pouch, which is a white Dickies pouch where you can put a utility knife, a roll of tape, uh, the Purdy folding tool, things like that. And the same thing applies here, which is we cannot be carrying all this stuff around the thing. So if you have something around you where it comes with you, you're not walking back and forth across all the time. Everything's accessible. Oh, yeah. so I love that sort of thinking, man. That's awesome. So yeah, between besides that, I would say one of my favorite things is... um. In my my true work pants, there's a nice little side pocket on my left. And I don't know if you I'm trying to think. I I, I think I posted a video a long time ago. Um, but the wrist magnets that you get to like put screws on and stuff, I fold yeah. that up and put it in my pocket so that I don't even need to put my five-way in a pocket. I can just stick that to it or my dust brush awesome. or anything like that. And that's actually uh if you there's me masking off a window and I think it shows first clip uh yep that guy um oh like yeah the, there you go yeah just being able to stick it right to my leg and have it easily accessible i tell you what man i don't know what this industry would do without hand maskers like they are the oh, unsung right? heroes of this entire industry <laughs> yep the, uh, i've really been a fan of um the uh, protect tools double-sided tape maker too yeah. that's oh yeah really handy with cabinet jobs i saw that uh, in your in your feed as well too that was really really cool man i like that uh, you know i actually got introduced to those about three years ago from a drywaller because when they do popcorn stripping and stuff uh they will they will use this weird uh, it, I don't even know if it's 3M. It's a dual masker where it comes with this weird red tape. It's just, and it's really compact. And I was like, of course, oh. this is great. Why don't painters have this? And I was like, all oh, you drywallers, it's a standard issue, but not for us, you know? Yeah. That, see, was that the one that you had to buy the specific tape for? I think so. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. like, you had to go to a drywall supply shop and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool, man. So yeah, it's, I mean, that's the thing. That's a, obviously just an example of me using it in my spray booth, but it's, I like it because you can do a very high adhesive tape and then more lower adhesive tape. Yeah. So depending on what you're taping it to, you can tape the low adhesive tape to the floor and then stick something down or wherever you need more adhesion with that. So that's been a nice, nice little game changer too for that. But yeah. I, yeah, I love my tape tools. <laughs> All right. uh, brush and roller cover your go-to for for walls um so brush i always try to for the longest time it was the uh what is it the picasso minotaur i love that like oval brush that's what i used for a very long time um then i kind of pivoted to i really like the um uh the pretty try I, I guess it depends on what i'm painting mm -hmm. for like product and stuff uh but i'd say my top five are the um picasso minotaur the purdy uh X, they i believe that's what it is the premier brook 
-hmm. And I've actually really been messing around with the stinger brushes because I think yeah. those things are pretty interesting. And yeah. that's only four, but I, yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I, and I love how you keep an open mind about that stuff, which is, yeah, it's like everybody makes everything good and you have, and you got to find it within there, you know, uh, yeah. to what works the best. And then also, especially for, you know, Minnesota, we can get a lot of stuff, New Hampshire, uh, you, you can too, but we're still just, I mean, we're not inside Chicago. You don't have access to everything. So you do have to also take into account availability and things like that. Cause not everything, exactly. if, you, if you're running a business, if you have to, to ship everything that you get, that's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess as far as, um, rollers, I really just like the, the pretty microfibers. Those are my most used. That's also, I mean, I really, in my area, like I said, it's, I get asked a lot why I use Sherwin-Williams compared to Benmore, compared to California, all that stuff. I used to be avid about California paints. And yeah. when uh, this, the old time, my friend Mike, who owned Lindsay's Paint Wallpaper, were open because they, I enjoyed going in there. I had relationships. So I learned about the products that they had. And then when they closed down, a couple other companies took over the California and Benjamin Moore distribution, but they don't have a paint department. So it's just whoever's in there is mixing the paint. They don't really know too much. So I migrated to Sherwin-Williams probably about six years ago. And everyone in there is awesome. I can, I, you know, I just, ha I love having good relationships with the people I'm working with. I don't want to just feel like I'm a burden for asking yeah. for like, pro or like talking or like being needing to order like five gallons of paint like yeah <laughs> like oh yeah we can see if we can find someone who can mix the paint like no i go in there they can match they can give me the products i need that's yeah yeah it, it was that's weird i was i was just in indianapolis and uh I, I i recall this story uh for sherwin williams talking about business building we had i don't know 75 80 contractors talking about estimating and stuff and it's like people don't understand there's this there's this love hate relationship, mainly hate with a lot of our suppliers because like, it's such a weird, it's such a weird thing to hate the people who basically are your lifeline to business. Oh, yeah. uh, and I understand why, cause you have to write them a check. Right. And it's, and it's not something where it's, it's, it's a thing you have to interact with daily and there's a charge daily and paint only goes up and, and the good stuff, when we buy all the good stuff, it's super expensive, right? So it's, it's uh, all of our suppliers, especially Sherwin is the whipping boy, but most people do not understand that, you know, Sherwin Williams, as far as I can tell, a fortune 100 company, the largest paint business in the world. And they are basically a leadership academy that wants to help their contractors grow. And I recall one story all the time, and this really made me understand what you can get from having a good relationship with your vendors is I went golfing with my paint rep. This is probably 10 years ago, as you do. And uh, he got 111 texts, 41 calls that day. And every single contractor, uh, I think they, number one, it was only a, an ask relationship. There was no contractor that was calling up to say, thanks for all the work. What the contractors did was one of three things, which was lower my price of super paint, um, where's my free shirts. And then you need to go over to this homeowner's house and tell them I didn't ruin their house. And it's like, that is a crappy relationship, man. If all you're doing is calling that person and making asks like that. And in return, if you, if you treat it like a relationship, like golden rule kind of stuff, like you would never treat a personal relationship that way. Right. And wow. so if, if you treat your vendors well, 
um, you're going to be the only one that doesn't call them for those things. And they're going to answer and they're going to look forward to talking to you every time. And magically you get special treatment then. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I, I bring the people, the, um, there's Steve, Ryan and Mariah. Mariah's a rep. Steve and Ryan work in our shop. I know exactly what they each like to drink. I know after like a long week, I'll stop in on a Friday just to be like, hey guys, like I brought you something for the weekend. Like here's a take off the edge or like whatever like that. So I love having those relationships along with, I bring, I love to bring them products. Like, hey, I tried this out. I think this is great. I would like to have you give it a shot. Like, and I mean, I have all their cell phone numbers. Sometimes I call the shop, they don't answer. I'll, give them a ring and you know they'll be like yeah. hey sorry i'm super busy i was like i understand i was just curious if you had any of this product if you need to call me back that's fine no rush i'm never going to put them under or try not to put them under stress because i hate it when people put me under stress so why would <laughs> i just want to do that to someone else it, it all makes sense when you say it like that christian yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so I want to talk, uh, I want to, I want to be mindful of our time. Cause honestly, we could let the stream go indefinitely if, if you're asking me. So, <laughs> um, lifestyle business. And when I say lifestyle, I don't mean small. I mean, rabid entrepreneurship, very intentional future thinking, things like this. So yes, people know you from the taping and the painting and the spraying and stuff like that. But I was very impressed when you described what you and your wife are building. What, would you be so kind as to sort of let us know what you guys all have that maybe we don't see or, or what the what the system is behind all of it? So, yeah, and that's I mean, that's a huge part of um, I think what makes me also so comfortable with my business is my wife and I love real estate. Um, a couple of years ago, we bought the place we are actually was it? six years ago we bought the place i'm currently in right now what i'm sitting in is a third unit i built we bought a duplex we turned this into a third unit to rent it out covid hit we ended up just turning it into our offices um this is a above a barn so this is a 1900s farmhouse that all of these beams were just closed off so i opened everything up renovated it um the bathroom's right behind me there's a bedroom uh washer dryer downstairs but besides that this is and we have tenants renting out front so my living cost is very low because my mortgage is covered by our tenants yeah so after we realized that i was like hey like i would love to figure out a shop at the time we were renovating this I made good relationships with the neighbor who owned a triplex next door. Oh, hold on. A a, um, sounds like making relationships is an important thing, right? Oh, rep enters that. everything magically. It's the key to most of this, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, the thing is, is like people, no matter what people, the, whoever you meet knows something more about something than you do. So it's always fun learning from them because when you find that they love talking about it. So why not create that relationship that like you can learn something from other people who want to share their knowledge with you. And I guess, yeah. So after that, I was looking for a shop and we made a good relationship with him. He ended up coming to us one time being like, Hey, I'm thinking about selling this place next door. I was like, we'd love to buy it. That has a rental unit out front, a rental unit above my shop. And then my shop. Um, which is <laughs> awesome because uh, now 
I get to work in my shop and I have no overhead with that. So my tenants pay for my workspace. Also, I don't have to bring that stressor about, oh, I rented a shop or I have a shop mm -hmm. that I now have to make sure my business is making this much money each month to cover. So I'm currently looking for a bigger shop. But what I'm doing is I'm looking for, oh, along with that, we also have a lot that we're planning on starting to develop, put some side-by-side -side duplexes on. At some point, either later this year, or early next year, we also have a single family that we're in the process of selling. Um, so along with all that, I am looking for a shop, but I'm looking for a space where I can get a bigger shop that also has a bigger section I can rent out mm. to <laughs> another, uh, sorry, that was a dog running by. Um, <laughs> um a bigger space where i can rent out to someone else so that lowers or even covers the cost of me having a bigger workspace where then i can allow people to drop things off or like i i would love the fact of like people being able to come drop stuff off i can finish it in the shop they can come and pick it up but my current space right now my shop is tiny and I mean, it works for me now. It's very packed. I have a yeah. lot of stuff in there. I need to actually clean that later today. But <laughs> it, is, it is working for, yeah, what it, what it, I currently need it as, even though I'm looking for bigger places. Oh, love that. So, so the general idea is, you know, this, um, the craft is beautiful. It's fun doing it. It does make money. There's a content creation side and spinning off some of the money that that all creates into real estate, a, a tangible asset, long-term asset is sort of the strategy then. Yeah. And like it, it, with the being in the trades and stuff, there are so many things that we walk into a house if someone's <laughs> planning on selling that is such a big deal to your everyday person that's buying a home that they want to be their forever home. You walk in, you're like, if, if you're around enough people and you have enough friends in the industry, I have, I don't even have inspectors or anything come over because they're just going to tell me exactly what's wrong with the house. Yeah. I'll have my friends who are builders, like foundation people come over because they'll be like, oh yeah, that's not a big deal. We could like knock that out in a couple of days. So, okay. That just, everything that's scaring other people away is something that's a benefit to me because I've created that network and resource. My my father-in-law is an electrician. So it's like, okay, like that's a huge plus right there. Like he can come in, check all that stuff. Electricity scares the crap out of me. I've been shocked way too many times. Before, like, yeah, he's comfortable with it. And um, yeah, so it's, we're still, I like to paint to then buy real estate because yeah. me working for myself, I, you know what? I don't have a 401k. I don't have any of that stuff. So I look at this, these assets as my long-term. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. Nice job allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. Oh, I love that, man. And and that is so <clears throat> that's the reason why we hit it off in Boston. And that's the reason you're here. Cause I I want I want people to know um, you make some of the most beautiful, perfect content for our industry. And I want people to know that. It's not just Sander videos. Like that is only one little portion of what you do really, really well. And it's a 
holistic thinking of not only like personal life, professional life, putting things out there in the world like that, that's not a natural inclination to most people because you wouldn't need to do any of that stuff. But then there's also the thing that most people will never see, which is you and your wife working together, looking into the future, long into the future and taking intentional actions now to maintain a, uh, uh, to maintain a lifestyle both now and in the future. And that is super inspirational, man. Yeah, <laughs> my wife is she she was a VP of operations for a real estate for eight real estate offices for the past seven years. Um, and with that, it's like we so we're I mean, I'm self-employed. I had no idea how to buy a house. Sorry, I just completely lost Joe. What was the question? <laughs> oh, so I was just I was just paying you a huge compliment about uh, uh, that, and and that was sort of going to be my next question, which is, and again, you can talk about this or not. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to betray any trust, but like your wife made a career change, uh, so that you guys kind of do things together now. Yeah, and um, that was a huge step. She left her job of seven years in September to. Like I said, I know we were talking about the rentals, how it like applies to my business and stuff, but backstepping a little bit is where we live is a second home community. So a lot of the people that live around here, like affordable housing, creating good long-term rentals that people can live and work up here was important because we were very lucky to be able to create the relationships that we were able to buy properties from people off market. A lot of the people that live and work in our area, they don't they don't usually have that option. They are going to the on market. Housing prices are crazy and stuff. So we just want to be, be able to create some affordable long term housing, which then kind of implemented into my painting business and that kind of stuff. So we're trying to. Yeah, our goal is to buy two more properties this year, potentially a bigger shop, create some more long term housing. Um, and when she left her job, she was able to focus on this full time and, uh, yeah. And she also is phenomenal with all the SOPs and all the stuff I'm really not good at as far as my business. Uh, so she's been taking care of the back end and all of that phenomenal stuff that I'm not that good at. That beautiful relationship between visionary and integrator. You find it natural. <laughs> yeah. So that's I, awesome, man. I, and, I heard this uh, quote a while ago that it's I I think it was from uh, avid listener of Bigger Pockets, it's a real estate podcast. But one of the hosts said something one time that I couldn't relate to more is, "I'm the kind of person that'll jump out of a plane and build my parachute on the way down." And sure, first time I'll hit the ground kind of hard, but next time I know how to build it better. Yeah. And my wife is one of those people that needs to make sure the parachute is exactly in working order before she goes. So we kind of just rein each other in and it's great. <laughs> it seems like a mutually beneficial relationship then. One person yeah. uh, one person to jump, one person to check the shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that, man. And it sounds like there's, uh, at least on Facebook, uh, a little bit on Instagram, there's, there's calling for some collaboration. So maybe we can get out to uh, Western Mass and the upper Northeast again and do something. It'd be really fun, man, so. Oh, absolutely, count, count me in, I love. I love those shows. I mean, like I said, that's how I met you down at the Framingham one. And I met Zach Kenny and a lot of other people. I met Mindful Painting. I met, yeah. like, I met a bunch of people. And it's always good because you chat on. I mean, I spend usually an hour, hour and a half each night trying to respond to messages, message requests, that kind of stuff. And I can only work through so much with my brain actually functioning yeah. at night. But I try to get back to everyone because if you take your time out of the day, 
to comment or send me a message, I'm going to try to respond. Even the hateful comments, I still like, and it's like, oh, all right, like you took time out of your day. Like, apparently I'm an idiot, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, you took some time though. So thanks, right? For whatever yeah, it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, my beloved estimator, Andy, uh, he will we'll finish on this question here. Um, Andy, a longtime master crafts person, does estimating with me now. Um, he he wants to ask, what's one of your largest friction points you found and overcame as a solo painter? I think the as a solo painter, like I said, I'm a helper now until he gets established. Mm -hmm. But um, my solo, like being a solo painter, is you have to learn to say no. That is a huge thing. Like if I said, like I said, if I said yes to everything, I would be so stressed out. But because I'm a solo painter, I have the luxury of being able to pick and choose the jobs that I really want to do, the jobs I think will make great content, the jobs that like I'm excited to do. So it's one of those things you have to follow the excitement, follow just like what makes you happy. Like, yes, I could take on every job that wouldn't make me happy. I'd be stressed out. And like that was one of those things a few years ago. I had a crew of five. And I was trying to keep everyone busy. I found myself kind of backtracking as far as taking on jobs that yeah. I really didn't want to do, um, which then stressed me out. But I promised these guys 40 hours a week. So no matter what, they were going to get those 40 hours a week, yeah. even if it was jobs where I didn't make any money on because yeah. I was trying to keep yeah. busy. So yeah. it's like, and that's the thing. It's like, it's which way do you want to go? I I'm always pivoting, learning, but I love doing what I'm doing. I love going over to my shop, walking right across the street, messing around with a product for a few hours. Yeah. Or just like, yeah. Um. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, number one, saying no, being intentional and uh, yep. tailoring your current micro steps to serve a larger future goal. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you took my right. rambling and turned it into something. <laughs> what I, what I, dude, what I hear is intentionality. And that is honestly, that that's, that's a through line through most of the people at all of the people that I look up to in this industry and admire, which is they're intentional. They don't just randomly do stuff, right? They, it, it always seems like they're having this constant, like thread of dialogue in their head of saying, I have a goal. It might be a little bit in the future and then a, a, maybe a medium and then a long-term. And it seems like they're always processing and considering what they're doing now, if that's serving that larger goal. And I love that. That is such an admirable trait. All right, Mr. Christian, uh, this has been absolutely awesome. This will not be the last time we do this. And it's probably not the last time people will see us do stuff in this industry. I uh, cannot tell you what a delight it's been to follow along your stuff and have that super satisfying uh, meeting where we get together in person and you're 10 times the dude that I thought you would be. Like it's, you knew the guy was going to be substantial. You, you see it through his videos. He's smiling. He's doing good work. He's sharing with the industry. And it's one of those things where you're just like, you know, don't meet your heroes because you're always let down and you meet you and you're just like, dude, this is, it's even better. It's even better. <laughs> so, dude, I, I can't tell you how pleased I am uh, to call you a friend in the industry and to know you. And uh, I just want to personally thank you um, for doing what you do for our industry, because if everybody uh, uh, followed what you did and even did uh, some of the things and tailored their organizations and their craft towards you, this whole industry would be better, man. I 
Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that so much. And like I said, I likewise right back at you meeting you in person was such a pleasure. You're always smiling, happy as well. And I just, I've watched your content for years and absolutely love it. And I mean, it's phenomenal because whenever people, I get some messages like, oh, how do I grow my business or like get more people? I always send them to your page if they don't already follow you because you are the master at that. And it's one of those things like just sitting down and hearing when I we were at dinner, just your story, Zach's story, what you guys are accomplishing, which is just so many different tiers and way you can bring yeah. your business that there's no correct way. It's just building it how you want to build it and having fun, like, which you also see <laughs> very much do. Dude. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, again, um, you can tell who loves this in our industry. It is very apparent who really, really loves us. And again, not, you know, we, we, uh, we live and think and do this. It's in our blood. And not to say that if you're not that, uh, you're not as good, but boy, the, the most inspirational people are literally the ones that have a deep, deep love and admiration for this, both the business side and the craft side. So, all right, man, thanks for taking all this time this morning. I really appreciate this. And for the love of God, people, follow Christian. Uh, if you if you want to be happy, if you want to be inspired, if you want to see somebody doing what everybody in this industry should do, uh, go follow him. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff like that. And uh, all right. Um, if uh, obviously with guys like you and me, it's pretty easy. How do you get a hold of you? Well, just stumble over anywhere in social media. It's it's not it's not <laughs> if you do not want to interact with us, you're gonna have to go out of your way to avoid us. <laughs> We're all over the internet. So. But if if people want to get a hold of you and and talk to you, is it as simple as a DM or do you want them to do another thing? So I would yeah, I would say Instagram direct messages are by far the easiest. It's what I check the most. Like I said, I have to go into my message request. So sometimes I have to work through a good amount to get down depending on the day. But yeah, that's the best bet because uh, I check that most. My Facebook page is really, I tailor that more towards clients and stuff. Instagram's for fun. TikTok, I never really, I'll post and then never really look at because you know what, there, there's a lot of fun on there. That's at my yeah. expense and you know, <laughs> yeah, I love uh, it. But. I, I look forward to the time when TikTok, uh, be, uh, when there's, two other new social media platforms that all the younger people migrate to and leave TikTok for the weird master crafts people and stuff that <laughs> they had left Facebook for us old people all of a sudden. So I'll look forward to the day where TikTok settles down, gets a little less spicy and we can get to painting on it again. So yeah, yeah I thought TikTok was spicy. I've recently started up my YouTube channel. It's all just, I'm just cycling videos on it because I want to grow it. But YouTube's where the real fun comments are. <laughs> Boy, that, uh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, also, Nick, I want to bring this up. Um, I had, I've thought about it in the past, never really dove into it, but after meeting you, I did actually join the PCA. I was, I wasn't a member before and you know what you, after talking to you and seeing your goal with that and where you want to bring it, I 100% back that. And that's, yeah. So I got back from out after meeting you and joined. So thank you for that. And yeah. No, listen, man. And you know, and uh, so um, hopefully we can get you at the expo because honestly, I mean, this is great, right? Social media is great, but there's always going to be a different interaction in person. Just like when you and I and Zach Kenny and our friends had dinner uh, in Boston, it's like 
being in person is completely different. And um, if if you and me and Zach and all the other people we know and love in the industry were in one place in person, we would walk away with a new level of energy that you cannot get from even, I mean, I get excited watching videos like this and your videos. It is completely different and palpable when you're in person. So thank you for that. Thank you for being part of our industry. And I was told years ago when I joined the PCA and then was groomed to be a board member that not unlike our businesses, it's the people who win and you constantly need to be scouting for those like you and better than you to bring around you. And that's exactly why you and I know each other. And I'm, I'm proud to know you, man. I'm proud to know you too. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do, whether it's meeting people or just like that. Like my wife and I spend thousands of dollars a year to go to either like personal development and or business coaching classes. And with like painting, like I'm going out to AWF at the end of, um was it at the end of july so that's one of those things i met so many great people out there last year that i was like i'm definitely going out again um so if anyone's interested awf it's in las vegas it's a great time great place to meet it's a wood, woodworking wood finishing show yes yes it's one of the biggest like coding industries and woodworking in the i, I would say in the industry last year it was in atlanta georgia it was just you were walking through football stadiums of just all the fun toys, coding, sanders, everything you could imagine. So, yeah, and you learn a lot there. So, so I would highly recommend to invest in yourself, get out to these events, meet people, because it gives you a whole new perspective and light and enjoyment on our industry. Likewise. And that has been on my bucket list for four years and I still haven't made it out. So one of these years we'll have to get there. And uh, for now, this year, I'll have to live vicariously through you. So I can't imagine you'd probably post any videos or anything from. No, no, that's just, that's just personally for me. That's I'm for you. That's post. private. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, man. I'm going to be living vicariously through you. So, all right, Christian, uh, love this man. And this will not, we, we've scratched 4% of what I wanted to talk to you about. And I thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for your wife's time this morning, getting you set up and everything too. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I really appreciate this man. If you want to get a hold of Christian, you know what to do Instagram DM and be patient with him. Like you're patient with me because we run businesses and we have other things, but we will get back to you. Yes. Yes, indeed. Nick, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Let's do it again soon. Anytime, man. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.